Have you ever felt like a fraud? Have you ever done something good, but then thought, oh, geez, they're going to find out I'm not that smart. If this is you, listen in today. We're going to talk about it. y'all it's the rk3 show i'm robert kennedy the third rk3 that's me this is episode 33 oh wow we're on our way people this has been an amazing journey since the end of january and i just want to thank each of you for listening in sharing your thoughts sharing your reviews thank you thank you thank you and speaking of reviews please leave one If you've been listening to the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. The reviews help the show and give it more visibility. Thank you. So what's going on in my world? Well, life is good. And I'm celebrating a few new opportunities business-wise. Yes, just celebrated a great anniversary with my wife. Yep, 19 years this year. And, and, and she still likes me. That's important right there. Critical. (laughs) There are relationships that exist where people, air quotes, love each other, but don't like each other. Ooh, thank God that's not me and my boo. Right, babe? (laughs) Well, she ain't here, so I can say anything I want. Right? (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to start today's episode out with a story. This is told by... Neil Gaiman, award-winning author of books like The Sandman and Stardust. And he writes, Some years ago, I was lucky enough to be invited to a gathering of great and good people, artists, scientists, writers, and discoverers of things. And I felt that at any moment, they would realize that I didn't qualify to be there. Among these people who had done really great things. On my second or third night there, I was standing at the back of the hall while a musical entertainment happened, and I started talking to a very nice, polite, elderly gentleman about several things, including our shared first name. And then he pointed to the hall of people and said words to the effect of, I just look at all these people and I think, what the heck am I doing here? They've made amazing things. I just went where I was told to go. And I said, yes. But you were the first man on the moon. I think that counts for something. (laughs) And then I felt a bit better because if Neil Armstrong felt like an imposter, maybe everyone did. Maybe there weren't any grown-ups, only people who worked hard and also got lucky and were slightly out of their depth. All of us doing the best job we could, which is all we can really hope for. Okay, now it's Robert. I'm, I'm back. Wow. Wow. That's all I've got to say about that. I I won't even respond to that one yet. Let me read something else. This is by Maya Angelou. And she says, at times, I feel like a fraud. I've written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. Wow. (laughs) This is Maya Angelou. 
And this last one is said by Tom Hanks, like Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, castaway Tom Hanks. Check out what he says. No matter what we've done, there comes a point where you think, how did I get here? When are they going to when are they going to discover that I am, in fact, a fraud and take everything away from me? Wow. So what's going on here? How is it even possible that these uber successful people and well-known celebrities doubt their success? How is it how is it possible that people so accomplished suffer from what we call imposter syndrome? Well, I'll tell you this much. I suffer from it from it personally all the time. I, I ask myself the question, why do people want to listen to me anyway? What is it that I have to say that an organization would pay me thousands of dollars to speak into a microphone for 30 or 60 minutes? Why should these people believe what I have to say? Geez, they're going to want their check back when I'm done. Yes, all these thoughts have crossed my mind and, and still they pass through my mind some days. Imposter syndrome is, is what we call this. And imposter syndrome is the irrational fear that no matter how much you've achieved, it's all going to come crashing down at that very moment and you'll be exposed. And if you allow it, imposter syndrome can totally derail your talk and your conversations. And even if you're in a leadership position, it can derail your leadership. Luckily, there are several methods which we'll share today that you can use to get back on track before it crushes your groove, right? So here's number one. Talk about it. Talk about it. Most of the reason that fear grips us is that we isolate ourselves because of it. And, and that's the intent of fear. We feel like we're the only ones experiencing a certain emotion. And, and if we tell anyone, we'll be, we'll be embarrassed. Not true. This is not true. Many people experience similar emotions and circumstances. And when you talk about it, you feel less like an emotional unicorn and more like a normal human being. So find a peer group, a mastermind group or a coach who can hear you out. There's one caveat to this, though. When you talk about it, do not talk about it with people who are only going to pour negative energy your way. Right. Don't talk about it with those people who are going to complain and whine. Don't talk about it with those people who are going to say, yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I know I feel that way. And yeah, it's, it's t terrible. Talk about it with people who are willing to help you see it for what it is and then move past it. Number two, review positive feedback, review positive feedback. You've done something good in your lifetime. I know you have. The trouble is you may have forgotten. In fact, I'm sure you've done something you can be proud of. Here's what you do. Recall it and review it. It may have been the time you got a great grade on a test. It may have been the time you helped that person cr across the street and they thanked you. Maybe it was the time that you completed the project on time or it could have been when you made your first sale in business. Review those moments of celebration and remind yourself of the positive things that people have said to you. As a speaker, as a trainer myself, one of the things that happens at the end of every speech or every training day or session, I get evaluations and, and testimonials. If you have those, read them. Read them. Remember how amazing you are and how many people you've helped. Number three, acknowledge it. 
acknowledge it. When we have bad feelings, if if we don't wallow in it, what what we do is we attempt to hide them somewhere. We attempt to ignore them. It's like that ostrich syndrome. You just kind of put your head in the sand and if you don't look at it, if you don't see it, it goes away. I'm guilty of ignoring my feelings, telling myself this isn't real. If you don't look at it, you won't know it's there. Right. Then that's that's just not true. Feelings exist. They do. And when you don't acknowledge them, they go back to the garage and they transform and they try to show up as something else. So it's better to acknowledge it and deal with it. Give it a name. As a matter of fact, let let it know that you see it and tell it where it stands. Hey, negative Nick, I see you there and I thank you for showing up. I just wanted to let you know today that I'm great and I have no need for you in my space. Thanks for coming. But right now you're dismissed. (laughs) See how that works? Number four, create a group. I mentioned peer groups earlier as a great way of being open about your imposter syndrome. But sometimes the right group can be hard to find and rarely do you just stumble into a group and find the perfect fit. Instead, create your own group. Be proactive and take ownership. Decide who will be in it, the type of people who will be a part. Determine when you'll meet. And it doesn't always have to be a formal meeting. It may be a simple text group. Take out your cell phone, take out your smartphone and text a group of people regularly that you can process this with. Whatever format you choose, do it regularly and be consistent. Most importantly, be willing to be transparent. Be willing to be vulnerable. Oh, that's the V word. A lot of people are scared of that. Be willing to be vulnerable. Remember, you don't need to be on stage and perform with this group. This whole The whole idea is, is freedom, okay? The whole idea is permission to be human. The whole idea is permission to be ooh, naked, vulnerable in front of this group of people, letting them know that, that, that you're like them and you are able and willing to, with their help and permission, navigate that, that imposter syndrome. Number five, recognize that you don't need to be brilliant. Instead, be present. Your only job is to show up as you are in that moment. Sometimes we add the extra pressure of being smart. We want to be smarter than everyone else. We want to look smart. We want to look like we earned our position in front of the room. We feel like we need to have all the answers and solve all of the problems. You don't. You are where you are because there's something special about you. You're on the stage, you're at the front of the room, or you're leading because you've acquired some knowledge or experience along the way that qualifies you. Now, own it. Be present in the moment and celebrate the fact that you've made it there. Give everything you can to the moment. Don't sweat what's next. It's going to take care of itself. Instead, choose to fully live in the moment. Listen, life is full of choices about what you feel, what you think, what you experience and and how you respond to it all. So you can choose to respond to imposter syndrome in a way that keeps you on track for crushing your goals. I'll end today with this sentiment by researcher Amy Cuddy. And she says, I don't just study imposterism. I experienced it and I didn't just experience it. I inhabited it. It was like a little house that I lived in. Of course, no one else knew I was there. It was my secret. It nearly always is. 
That's how imposterism gets such a good grip. It pays you hush money. And if you don't tell anyone about those feelings, then people are less likely to think, hmm, maybe she really doesn't deserve to be here. No, no need to give them any ideas, right? Well, most of us probably will never completely shed our fears of being fraudulent. We'll just work them out as they come one by one. Just as I can't promise that learning about presence will give you a Zen master existence in the eternal now, I can't say that you will soon shed all of your imposter, ex- your imposter anxieties forever. New situations may stoke old fears. Future sensations of inadequacy might reawaken long forgotten insecurities. But the more aware we are of our anxieties, the more we communicate about them. And the smarter we are about how they operate, the easier they'll be to shrug off the next time they pop up. It's a game of whack-a-mole that we can win. That's from Amy Cuddy from her book, Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenges. Hey, that's all for today, people. You know what to do. Email me. Send me a message at podcast at robertkennedy3.com. That's podcast at robertkennedy3.com. I want to hear your thoughts and answer your questions. Or you can leave me a voicemail, robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Also, don't forget to support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the RK3 show. Visit me over in the Speak Right Now community on Facebook. And you can even hang out with me on Instagram. I'm Robert Kennedy the third. Ooh, actually, that's Robert Kennedy three. Robert Kennedy the number three on Instagram. Holla at your boy. Guess what, everybody? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the third, and you've been listening to the RK.